Welcome, my friend. You are exactly where you need to be right now. It is not an accident that our paths have crossed. I'm confident that you're here because you are wanting more out of life. Are you ready to live your life with purpose and intention? Are you wondering how on earth to pull it all together? How exactly do you turn your ordinary days into extraordinary days? Girl, let me show you how to stop facing the day ahead and start faithing it. Join me, Sarah Elizabeth, each episode as I encourage and motivate you to place unwavering faith in the direction Christ will lead you and surrender yourself to His vision for your life. He's custom designed a life for you beyond your wildest dreams, and I want to help you discover all that He has planned for you to experience. Together, let's put God into the driver's seat of your life. Let's go. It's time to faith your day. Welcome in, everyone. Thank you so much for deciding to include some faith in your day today. I am so grateful that you did because, girl, I am literally getting the butterflies in my stomach right now. I am so excited about this episode. I have had this title in my mind for an episode for over a year now, and I have wanted to write this episode for over a year. But to be honest, I really wasn't sure how to get started on it. And today I've got it all ready for you. God has totally come through on this one. I am pumped about it. Let's do this. I've titled this episode of the Faith Your Day devotional podcast, Rebel Jesus. My friend, a couple things have inspired me to finally write this. One being the fact that we just celebrated Easter this past weekend and The fact that Jesus defied death and overcame death on the cross through his resurrection is the ultimate act of rebellion. He wasn't just rebelling against parents or rebelling against some rules. He rebelled against death. And everything clicked when I thought of that and how to approach this episode. The other thing that inspired me is the fact that We finally finished watching season three of The Chosen just last week, and dang, what a rebel superstar Jesus is in that show. He continually blows your mind with what he's doing and how he's doing it. Jesus is amazing. So let's talk about that today. Now, just to preface this episode, this episode is loaded with examples and times in scripture where Jesus was rebellious, where he defied the norm and went against the grain. So I've got a couple scriptures specifically noted, but if you were to visit the Gospels today and this week coming up and just tour through the Gospels, you're going to see a lot of what I'm referencing here today in them. So I didn't want to directly reference specific things. For example, I'm just referencing the actual event, but you find all of this in the Gospels, in the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. All right, so let's get going here. I would think that many of us think about the word rebel in a bit of a negative context, right? We often associate that word with a troubled teen or a volatile protester or corrupt governments and people who lead a criminal or kind of shady lifestyle. 
But if you are actually to look up the definition of rebel in the dictionary, it says a person who rises in opposition or armed resistance against an established government or ruler. So can we really call Jesus a rebel? Yeah, my dear. His whole life was defying normal, uprooting average, and challenging the beliefs and rules of the time. He really did rise in opposition to the established government and rulers of the time. He wasn't literally armed with a weapon, but consider this. He was armed with the weapon of God's word. Did he live his life continually challenging the limitations and beliefs of Pharisees, Sadducees, and Roman leaders of the time? Heck yeah. And he did it all with the weapon of God's word. Did he demonstrate what the armor of God looks like? Do you remember in the book of Ephesians from chapter six, where it talks about the armor of God? Did he slay misconceptions with the belt of truth? Did he protect himself from the lies of the enemy with the breastplate of righteousness? Did he model what it looked like to wear the gospel of peace upon your feet? Did he boldly hold out the shield of faith and swing the sword of the spirit, which is the true word of God? Did he protect his thoughts with the helmet of salvation? You betcha. In fact, Jesus lived the most rebellious life possible, all for the glory of God. He was a rebel with a calling who continually demonstrated peace, pervade hope, and spread God's love like confetti. And my dear, he's inviting you to live your life according to his rebellious ways and his rebellious example as well. Saying no thank you to the ways of the world, defying what society says is normal, and living in a way that looks different, challenges common beliefs and mindsets. From the moment Jesus came onto the scene, he was a rebel, doing things out of the norm, going against the grain, showing us what is possible when God is involved, and showing us what different looks like. From the moment he came into Mary's womb, we see that he was making waves. He defied natural laws and everything we know about conception by coming into the world through his immaculate conception. That had never happened before and has not happened since. He was a rebel baby right from the start. Then when he was actually born, the king of all kings, he didn't ensure that it was a glamorous, luxuriously comfortable, clean palace that he was going to be born in. No, God led Mary and Joseph on a donkey to a lowly manger full of farm animals, noisy, smelly, the complete opposite of what you or I or anyone would expect the king of kings to choose. But yet, this is what he chose. He defied all expectations of what a king requires. He chose poor parents, a stable, straw, linen to be wrapped in, and onlookers of the four-legged variety to come into our world. Rebel Jesus. Luke chapter 2 verses 11 and 12 say, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. Now, 
Although we don't know much about Jesus's childhood, we do know that his whole life was 100% sinless. Now, I don't know about you, but if you have your own kids, they are likely 100% far from sinless. I'm a school teacher, and we have a lot of great kids here at our school, but I don't know a single one who lives a 100% sinless childhood and then 100% sinless adulthood as well. But Jesus did, once again, defying the norm. As an adult, Jesus begins his ministry and mission by inviting others to follow him. He begins to choose his disciples. As we know, 12 in all. But unlike one would expect, he didn't put out a detailed job posting requesting only the best of the best apply, only the most qualified, holy, righteous, and experienced apply. No, our rebel Jesus seeked out and invited in sinners, outcasts, those who were ignored by society, underdogs, and even a dreaded tax collector. You know we love you, Matthew. His lineup looked more like a bunch of misfits, but in God's mighty hands, he knew exactly how perfect they would be for his purpose. Consider this. He knew ahead of time that out of the 12 people he selected, one of them would deny knowing him and the other would actually hand him over prior to his death. Wouldn't you be absolutely livid? Wouldn't you not even be able to take on somebody like that, knowing how they would betray you. We would be so offended and angry to even think that that could happen, that we would never give them the chance, but not our rebel Jesus. He knew Peter was going to deny him. He knew Judas was going to betray him, but yet he chose to love them anyways. He chose to teach them, lead them, and promise them a future with him. How? Because his rebel heart defies what our hardened hearts would accept. And he demonstrates for us all what God's unfailing, unwavering, and unconditional love looks like. I want to remind you, my sister, that God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. And every one of these unlikely men were exactly that. They were called. Would you believe me if I told you that you are also called that he chose you here and now as you are, he is seeking you out and inviting you into something big, a place within his glorious kingdom. We aren't by definition qualified for Jesus's mission that he's put on us, but that's exactly what makes us perfect. We are handpicked, chosen, and made to show others what it looks like to live like a rebel, Jesus. Throughout scripture, we can read of 37 miracles that Jesus performed. In many ways, Jesus is best known for his miracles because they prove time and time again that he didn't just talk the talk, he could walk the walk. And sometimes he even did that on water. What I find super interesting is that in many cases, once the miracle was performed, Jesus specifically told the person not to tell anyone about it. Don't go around bragging about what happened and boasting about Jesus's abilities. And you would think that he would want some credit from it. After all, he was doing things that nobody else could. Glory and attention for those acts would be something you would think, right? But 
not our humble rebel Jesus. He went against what was culturally and lawfully appropriate at the time. He touched a leper. He touched a woman who had been bleeding for 12 years. He touched those with disease and illness and all considered to be unclean according to the law and to the Pharisees. And this rebel Jesus didn't even worry about what day it was while he was healing and teaching and giving hope to those all around him. If it was the Sabbath and there was a need, he met that need regardless of the day. He made evil spirits flee in fear, brought back life into the daughter of a synagogue leader and raised Lazarus from the dead. He didn't need the religious leaders to remind him about the law of Moses. My sister, Jesus is the law of Moses. Holy rebel. He could calm any storm, feed 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish, turn water into wine, cause barren nets to burst with a catch, and create peace between warring groups of citizens. He performed miracle after miracle, taught powerful lesson after powerful lesson through his sermons, parables, and actions, and gathered thousands upon thousands of followers who wanted to know him along the way. All of the beliefs, mindsets, and laws that Jesus rebelled against, the barriers and burdens that he crumbled, there was one thing that he could not rebel against, and that was the fate that was laid out in front of him by Almighty God. We know Jesus as God in the flesh, and because he is God, he could not decide that God's ultimate plan was something he couldn't follow through with. As I mentioned, we celebrated Easter this past weekend in the miracle of all miracles, the pinnacle event that defines our faith, the epitome of hope and the ultimate sacrifice for you and I happened days ago. You see, Jesus could have saved himself the pain of being on that cross. He could have saved himself the humiliation, saved himself the betrayal, and saved himself from death. So why didn't he? Why didn't he perform a miracle to remove himself from the cross before time expired? We know he could have. Why didn't he lash out against those who falsely accused him and persecuted him in all of his innocence? Why? Because he is our rebel Jesus. He rebels against what we would have done because he's beyond our thinking. He rebelled against death and our rebel Jesus did what no human on earth could ever fathom. Our Jesus, a perfect, innocent, holy, pure, sinless man, did the only thing that could save us all and bring us into everlasting life with him. He rebelled against human judgment. He rebelled against what our broken and blemished hearts wouldn't allow any of us to ever do. He was willing to die for you and for me. He became the perfect sacrifice, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Our rebel Jesus didn't miraculously remove himself from the cross when the people below poked and jeered at him. 
because he had something more powerful in the works. His ultimate act of rebellion was to rebel against death once and for all. Our rebel Jesus would become the resurrected Jesus, defeating death and bringing redemption to those who believe that he is the Messiah. In Matthew chapter 27, verses 50 to 52, we read, And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. Jesus wants nothing more than to have us spend eternity in the kingdom of heaven with him. The humble rebel who lived a life that looked unlike anything we have ever seen before wants your heart, and he wants all of it. The peaceful rebel who became a perfect sacrifice to die for your sins because he loves you that much wants you to simply say yes to him today. The loving rebel who died and rested for three days before doing the unthinkable, defeating death and returning to earth before his ascension to heaven wants to know if you will love him and follow him as he's calling you to life with him today and into eternity. He's a rebel with a calling, a rebel with a holy cause, and a rebel with a special love just for you. Maybe it's time to rebel against what the world says is possible. Rebel against what society says is acceptable. Rebel against what in the natural looks to be the only option. And open your heart, give your heart, and give your life to the one and only rebel Jesus. My friend, dang, we need to pray about this. I feel like that was super powerful. I hope you do too. So let's stay in God's presence here and pray over this. Dear Heavenly Father, this past weekend, we celebrated your resurrection. And Lord, just thank you for that. Thank you for giving us life today, for making life so precious that you died to overcome death. Please allow us to never, ever take that for granted and or to minimize the impact of that, that you offered your life to prevent us from death, to give us eternal life. Lord, we are so grateful for that. And Lord, as we read through the Gospels, we just see you rebelled against limitations. You rebelled against mindsets of what was possible. Thank you for being kind when others were cruel to you. And thank you for being humble when others were prideful. Lord, thank you for being such an example of what true courage and strength look like. We ask that you will act in the lives of people listening today, people who are feeling maybe stuck or hopeless, that you'll just come in and show what is possible when we give our hearts to you, we place our lives in your hands. So remind us today to trust in you, to put our whole hearts in your hands. We are so grateful. We ask all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
my friend, I hope that you had an amazing Easter. I hope that you took time to put yourself in God's presence and to just try to appreciate what was done for you. And, you know, sometimes we say God died for us and rose for us, but we often don't think that it's for us specifically, right? We think in general he did that, but I want to remind you, he did it for you. And if you were the only person on earth at the time, he would have done it for you. He loves you that much. Let's not take that for granted today. My friend, I will be back next Tuesday. I hope you will consider joining me here again. I wish you all of God's blessings today from my heart to yours. Bye for now. Bye.